Hello, everyone. Welcome to addendum number 61. I'm Charles Shortino. As always, we are with our regular ho-host. Ho- 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 co-host. <laughs> there we go. I I've have, been called many things, but... My <laughs> hot chocolate is gone. I usually have coffee at this time. Pastor Kelly, how are yeah, you? Yeah, I'm doing great. I'm not going to delete that. I, li- I like the spontaneity of the podcast. Yeah, there we go. Uh, now, we kind of mentioned, or you mentioned this off-air, Messy Christianity has um, created a little bit of a stir Let's say, yeah, Let's say. it's um, yeah, it's got lots of attention, and uh, <laughs> seems to be uh, seems to be um, a hot topic for for a lot of people. Yeah, so. the the title itself kind of tells you exactly what yeah. we're going to kind of get into. Now, this is the last of two, yep. right? Yep. And uh, messy Christianity is subtitled "Insulation versus Isolation." I was wondering when uh, you told us the messages beforehand. I think it was in over well, in October, August, yep. where we kind of talked through the year. Uh, when you went through Messy Christianity, Isolation versus um, Isolation, I thought, okay, I wonder what's he going to talk about? Like, how are you going to do this? And obviously, and then yesterday you kind of clarified it. Mm. But you started off with a story with uh, or of John Wimber, and uh, I've never met him. I don't know if you have. Have you ever met John I've ne- No, I've never met him. No, yeah. I've, heard, I've, I've heard him speak and, and all the rest of it, but never met him in person. No. Um, well, probably you and I have played vineyard songs before. And yeah, many times. Ad nauseum many times. Yes. And, and uh, John Wimber, mind you, like you said— uh, he was the catalyst in many ways when it came to worship music the way we know it, well, the way it's progressed up until now. Absolutely. And your story with the Beatles, I've never known. Yeah, that's... Uh, totally fresh. Yeah, that's it's kind of cool. I mean, it's not uh, widely publicized, obviously, um, but man, yeah, he had the opportunity in the early 60s, right after he got uh, uh, converted, to, you know, his conversion to Christ, mm-hmm. he had the opportunity to produce um, one of the Beatle albums. So he did produce it? He did not. Oh, did not, okay. He had the opportunity to do it, and and uh, and he went and talked to his pastor and to his church, and they recommended that he not associate with them and not be a part of it and not have his name associated with, with the Beatles now that he mm-hmm. was a Christian and, and all the rest of that would have gone on in those conversations. And, yeah. um, you know, I brought that up to to say, you know, just ask the question, what if? Mm-hmm. What if he would have done it? What if you know? Because he was—I mean, we obviously see the fruit of of his passions. He was a oh, yeah. passionate evangelist, um, um, and was very effective in reaching, you know, hundreds of thousands of people. Mm-hmm. Um, what if he would have had an opportunity for a couple months to um, to minister to the four? And you look at—you uh, probably already know this as well—with the U two. Yeah. Uh, what if? can be said about them too, right? Uh, their, their album, um, uh, Joshua tree. Yeah. Uh, I think you mentioned this to me a while ago is that they gave those songs to the pastor and their pastor kind of looked it through and so on. Yeah. Every but album, that, every album up to, um, tongue baby was, was actually approved by their, their pastor. And it's funny how, you know, they want to play in other churches, was it? And they were kind of yep. shut down and yep. what if, and, what and, if? and obviously the, what if kind of, branches out into if they had branched into Christian music and developed that a little bit more, we wouldn't need the deliriouses of the day. We wouldn't need um, a lot of bands that kind of yeah. connect with that style. Um, and you made mention, uh, obviously you grew up in a Christian school and so on, and you kind of went through first John uh, James four verse four. Um, now, hold on, let me get quickly get here. Oh, I didn't, I don't remember the remember Amy Grant portion. What was that all about? Yeah, that was uh, again. I I think I I did uh, just go through that real okay. quick about um, about uh, when, when was that? It must have been early or mid ladies. Still married to Gary Chapman at the time, I believe. Yep. Okay. And uh, she released um, 
I think the first song was Baby Baby. Um, and <laughs> well, we all remember that one. Yeah, and <laughs> she had a music video that went along with it and released it as a, that was the first song she released as a secular uh, song. And mm-hmm. and uh, the the church had this major uproar. Yeah, and it really uh, devastated her and devastated um, you know that that whole thing and mm-hmm. and uh, her career in the, you know from the Christian market at that point. Um, uh, you know, went downhill, and and um, I mean, of course, she did fine um, going through the secular market, but she did feel yeah. an, an awful lot of rejection from the church. And um, instead of being, you know, as a sent one, which she should have been from the church, mm-hmm. um, she was kind of she went forth and and kind of got rejected by much of much of Christians and much of the of the church. And and it's it's really sad that um, you know we've got this us and them kind of thing, and mm-hmm. and you know she crossed over to the them side and. And yeah. um, you know, from a lot of people's <laughs> opinions, and it, it creates this big separation and a lot of hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, that statement that you made, which I think we all grew up hearing, was uh, "Be in the world, but not of the world." Mm-hmm. Uh, do you remember the first time you heard that? Oh yeah. Where, where was it? I was I was a, um, a you know a, a kid, and and you know I'd be told by my teachers whatever, and I'd you know you're listening to that music, you shouldn't listen to that music, or you shouldn't be you know you shouldn't uh, you know do this, whatever, you got to be in the world, but not of the world. And that, that basically was, you know, just was said to me over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as a kid that that's just something where, um, I think my mom said it to me the first time and <laughs> teacher said it to me over <laughs> and over again. It was just one of those things as to reason why I shouldn't listen to a certain type of music or, or, mm-hmm. or be, you know, associate with a certain group of people. Uh, I'm just going through here. Uh, you made a statement, or not statement, a question. Is the Bible setting a double standard? Where you, you, it was after the John three sixteen seventeen 17 yeah. portion and John 5, 9, 5, while I am in the world, I am the light of the world. I think what we do to create that quote verse that we think is in the Bible, uh, we take what, the, what Scripture says in Revelation uh, to not take, and take away from this word and not add to it. Uh, I think those that have purposely add, added to it, thinking it was a scripture, they might be in a little bit of trouble. But anyway, that's another yeah. another story. But is the Bible setting a double standard in that? Well, James four four, which you said right, it, or uh, James, James. Oh, sorry, hold on. Yeah, James four four says 4, 4, yeah. you you know do you not know do you do you not know that you know friendship with the world is hostility towards God. <laughs> And then the first John two fifteen one says, "Do not love the world nor the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him." Mm-hmm. And then and then you read John three sixteen, "For God so loved the world." And it's it's like, okay, well, is there a double well, which standard? Which one is it? Yeah, which one is it? <laughs> I mean, uh, is it okay for God to love the world, but we can't love the world? Yeah. And, and you know, it, it's just it becomes this battle back and forth. And and uh, I think it's because we've misunderstood what the meaning of the world is. And I, mm-hmm. I've, I've got to be you know really honest. I you know this, and and a lot of the staff here know this. I wrestled with this message, um, unlike other messages I've done in a while, mm-hmm. uh, and just really wrestled because the thing that I struggled with so much is is this double standard, this tension, um, is because I thought, man, if I address this stuff, uh, the potential is is that someone could go from you know one ditch to the other ditch, or they could you know for every mile of truth there's two miles of ditch, and so mm-hmm. um, you can easily you know listen to a message like this and go, oh, Pastor Kelly just gave me permission to be in the world and to watch movies and to and mm-hmm. to go to the bar and to do all this kind of stuff, and it's like no, that's not what I'm saying, mm-hmm. um, you know. So we jump into that ditch, and then you go into the other ditch, or saying, well, 
I, you know, he said to be wise, so I can't, I can't do, you know, I can't associate with, it's not wise for me to associate with that, you know, that person because, oh, you know, that's not, and, and we dump it, jump into the other ditch and, and we alienate ourselves from, from people. And it's mm-hmm. a really, it's a fine line. This, this message is really tough because it's, a, <laughs> and, and you saw it. You, I mean, you, you said to me on uh, this morning, I think it was, man, Pastor Kelly, I could tell that you were, you were struggling. Yeah. Getting it, 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 felt, it, it felt you were trying to make sure you said yeah. it right. So everybody could understand it properly. And it's, it is, I was, and, and you're, you know, very perceptive in that. And, and it was a big struggle because I don't want people to take this message as permission. Mm-hmm. And I don't want people to take this, this message as, as, as rejection. It's, that's not it. It, it, it. There's, there's a, a clear way of living modeled for us by Jesus. Yeah. Jesus did not think associating with sinners was going to make him a sinner. Well, yeah, you, I think one of the things here, um, the holiness part. Yeah. We're being holy. Where we grew up, well, at least I grew up, kind of hearing the holiness means to be separate, to be uh, kind of uh, right. put aside or whatever. Exactly. Separate yourself. That's what yeah. holiness means. You got to separate yourself. So, meaning that, that we're supposed to separate ourselves from sinners as well because we're not them. We got to, you, you know, be ye separate. We got to mm-hmm. be away. So, we we take that and and we separate ourselves from sinners, but then we look at Jesus's life and he he didn't do that. Mm-hmm. He just because he loved a sinner did not make him a sinner or make him, um, you know, sin because he loved a sinner. He he didn't condone their sin because he loved them. Um, he loved them and and realized that their sin was really um, birthed. A lot of their sin was birthed out of their own hurt. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing when I looked at. Jesus, and this is what this whole series all summed up is all about, is that I recognize that there's a difference between what I see Jesus experiencing when he walked the earth and my own experience and going, if there's a difference, and this is a big difference, Jesus was loved by sinners and he genuinely loves sinners. And the big difference is, is that sinners feel awkward around me mm-hmm. and, and I feel awkward around them. And I, that's a big, that's a major difference. And this series was a study into that and saying what is wrong in our thinking, in my thinking, yeah. that is causing this separation because this separation is not allowing me to effectively minister mm-hmm. the way that I need to minister and the way that Jesus ministered. And really my heart is I want to minister like he ministered. I, wanted, I, want, I, I don't want to compromise, um, but at the same time, I, I don't want to alienate. And so... Mm-hmm. It's it's really a, a tension and a, and a struggle, and one that just went in search of. And this is kind of where this came from, and kind of going through there. And obviously, it hit a nerve mm-hmm. because uh, a lot of people are commenting and and asking and listening to the podcast, and it's setting some people free, and it's making others mad, and and all the rest of it. And you go through it, and and uh, it, it's a battle, and mm-hmm. it's it's um it's one that I don't think we're going to come to the clear, concise answer. But boy, is it making us think. <laughs> well, and that's what we want. <laughs> it's funny. When, when, when it makes people mad, it usually brings that person who's mad down the road of, okay, why is it making me mad? Yeah. Um, and, and like you mentioned to me off air, like someone asked you a question, well, what if two homosexuals or two lesbians come into the building? What are you going to do then? I'm going to give them a hug. What do you think? Right? Just like Welcome them in just exactly. like anybody else. Right? But see, the thing is we're, we're not um, – leading them to Christianity, the religion. We're no. helping them down the road if, to know who Jesus is, and the Holy Spirit does the work. If they meet Jesus, uh, they'll be ministered to. Mm-hmm. They'll be they'll be um, changed like you and I were changed. Mm-hmm. 
in, in, you know, to become more like Christ and all the rest of that. Any of us who encounter God, and that's really what our job is as a church, is to yeah. help people find God and encounter God and, and let the Holy Spirit do the work. And sometimes I think we do the Holy Spirit's job for him. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think we do. Right, and and Many I times. think we got to get our hands off and let the Holy Spirit do His work, and and our job is to is to love everyone, and mm-hmm. and uh, that's basically the the way that I summed up. You know, the message was, you know, Paul makes it very clear in Colossians. You know, all these things are obsolete, but when it comes what it comes down to, regardless of what else you put on or mm-hmm. how else you act, all the rest of how how you do service, whatever, just wear love. It's it's basic. Mm-hmm. It's what we're supposed to do. Now, this was uh, Colossians 2 or 3? Colossians 3. Okay. That's uh, 11 to 14, right? Yeah. So that's from the Message Translation. Now, message obviously, of... you mentioned yesterday how much you love the Message Translation yeah. and how, let's say, if you put the King James <laughs> Version in front of a non- an unsaved person and put the Message Translation in front of the unsaved person, chances are they'll obviously understand the Message Translation Well, more. the Colossians 2 example, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that one, you know, you know, don't touch this, don't taste that, don't go near this, you know, don't you think yeah. these things here today and gone tomorrow are worth a kind of attention? And then I love this is the best part of it, right? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Such things just sound impressive if said in a deep enough voice. Or, or British <laughs> accent. Uh, that's what I was very, thinking when you said true. that. Yeah, exactly. uh, they even give the illusion of being pious and humble and aesthetic. No, as- ascetic. Yeah. Uh, but they're just another way of showing off, making yourselves look important. Yeah. The, the takeaway, those who deserve the love, uh, sorry, those who deserve love the least need love the most. And I think we pass by these people all the time. If we, and really this is kind of, uh, you know, you're kind of uh, segregating people here by saying, well, that person doesn't deserve love or whatever. We we judge people all the time. That's the thing. But yeah. I think what this is, is this is a heart check. Mm-hmm. This takeaway is a heart check. Those who we feel deserve love the least need our love the most. And if we if we just love those who we think deserve love or, or have earned love, then we, we've got a problem. And Jesus taught all throughout the love your enemies, love, you know, bless those who curse you, all the rest of it. So basically what you're saying is those who you feel deserve love the least really need your love the most. And mm-hmm. if we could just live by that standard, I think um, we could become a whole lot more like Christ. Yeah. And that's really what my heart is in this whole series and really what I, I want to get across to people is is we just need to love like Jesus loved. And, and for me, I recognize the thing that was separating me from that kind of love for others was really my own selfish fear and 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 my selfish fear was was I was more afraid that I would backslide mm-hmm. or that I, it my salvation would be um tarnished or my reputation would be tarnished or whatever if I got you know seen associating with these type of people or in in this type of environment yeah. and I was more afraid for myself and more and it, and I looked at that and I was like that's a really selfish thing um those people need Christ. Those people need Jesus as much as as anybody. And I mm-hmm. got to get past my own selfish fear <coughs> and recognize that I need to love them because and and it just came down to we we can't love what we fear. Mm-hmm. And um and I I realized in that in my own life and thought, man, in order for me to become like Christ and and the search for what makes Jesus different, why he could be a friend of sinners and yeah. and and what made him different, I, I just looked at it and said, man, the thing that's making him different is he he wasn't afraid he mm-hmm. he just loved and and I got to get rid of that fear and 
love too. Uh, now, what is coming up? Obviously, this coming weekend we have the men's conference, and uh, I believe Julie Kissick is preaching here. Yeah, Streets, Streets Alive is Alive. doing a presentation, and, and uh, it's going to be awesome. And the following week is we start off a new series uh, called Keeping My Religion, is it? Yeah, we're going to keep our religion. No, <laughs> uh, it's called Losing My Religion. And again, you know, we're getting controversial again. I don't know what's up. Now, with this it. should be interesting to this see. This will be good. This what, one, what these three weeks are going to be yeah. like. Yeah. Really, this is going to be taking messy Christianity and, um, um, come, you know, we, we kind of took the the controversial angle of it and, and attacked some things. This one shows us, teaches us the how from from the story in Luke 15, how we can love mm-hmm. like Jesus, how we can, you know, how, you know, we need to approach people and love people from all angles and all sides yeah. as much as we possibly can. Um, and just basically how the gospel is preached clearer than any other portion of scripture that through uh, Luke chapter 15 mm-hmm. and, and in the parable, three parables that Jesus shared there. So we're going to dig into that for three weeks. We're going to look into three <laughs> powerful parables and, and man, it, it'll, it'll, it, it's going to, it's going to really help some people. And the yeah. other thing is I've talked to a lot of people and this is what, what I'm excited about is I've talked to a lot of people who had friends or family or, or, um, People who were hurt by the church or used to come to church and 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 kind of felt alienated. One of those people that have been here in the last couple of weeks and saying, "Man, if if I had heard this a while ago, <laughs> I might not have have backs that I might not yeah. have walked away." And and um and so I think that that is that's huge. That's key. Mm-hmm. And if you know somebody that's anybody anybody that knows anybody that's been hurt by the church or or feels alienated or this kind of stuff this is another one of those series you got to invite them out let's i mean invite as many people as you can come out because we're going to present the gospel in a crystal clear way yeah. um that is is going to get people saved and set free and 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 recognize clearly that the difference between religion which they fear and relationship which they crave and um and hopefully we'll introduce um hundreds of people um, to a new relationship with Jesus, and it's going to be yeah. awesome. Oh, yeah. Now, um, obviously, uh, the women can't come to the conference, the men's conference, but for the guys that are going... I heard your wife was going to try to come. Though. She that, is coming. Oh, see, you said you said women aren't allowed, and then, hey, what... I don't think that's fair because I mean, I'm sleeping. She's not, I'm she's sleeping not, in a she's room. not attending the conference. She's just enjoying I know, time off. I know, but I'm going to be sleeping in a room with my my smelly teenage sons, and, and you're going to be going back to your room with and yes that's just not that's right. for another show that's that's, that's, that's for that's, february um <laughs> <laughs> uh, now uh but that's not a men's conference uh, i was like man, hey, I, I i get the men's <laughs> conference then i get yeah okay anyway uh now the reason why i said that was um uh do you know what you're going to speak on at the men's conference already yeah what's the what's the can you tease i can um we're gonna it's, it's limitless thinking i'm okay. actually going to be uh similar to the fences no, I'm okay. actually going to be tackling um, uh, sex. Well, being that it's a men's conference, and we're going to we're going to look at how how wrong thinking in the area of of sex, not just in 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 the sin that you know mm-hmm. associated with sex and the yeah. bad part of sex, but just wrong thinking as the whole thing really is probably one of the most limiting factors uh, um, on a man. Mm-hmm. Period, and it's a battle that. Every man faces and battles, and I'm hoping that we're going to be able to set some guys free if we can just think differently about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that it's going to set um, as many of us free as as possible. So and your session is when during conference? Saturday night. Saturday night. Mm-hmm. And the 
Well, actually, yeah, I thought it was the last one. No, but Saturday, Sunday morning is Friday nights opening with Dr. George. Ah, that's not going to want to miss that one. That's going to be awesome. <laughs> and oh, when are you going to get there? Because I'm obviously going to be there pretty early. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm when, arriving when there Friday there? early afternoon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Anyway, thank you, Pastor Kelly. And they yeah. can get you Twitter, right? Kelly Stickle. Yes. Uh, Kay Stickle at victoryleftbridge.ca. Don't forget, everyone, for the leadership podcast tomorrow afternoon, being today's Monday, tomorrow afternoon, 2.30 on Blog Talk Radio. And thank you again, Pastor Kelly. Yeah, thank and, you. And uh, we'll see you guys, guys, men's conference, and everybody else. We'll see you next Sunday. Ciao.